there we go. We're, we're off to the races now. I really do appreciate you uh, coming on though, Phil. I know that you're a busy, busy man and I'm, 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 I'm glad to have you on. Of course. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I, I have all these posters in, in front of me behind the computer here. And, and one that's been up here for quite a long time is the Desert Days. Uh, I'm not sure what year it is, but it's the Iggy Pop headline. 2017. 2017. And I've been looking at this, this forever. And one name really jumped out at me, and it's Juju Juju. And I, am, I, am I saying that correctly? Just Juju. Okay. So I, yeah. mean, I fucked up. It's on me. We're going to have to restart this. Are, are you ready to, to I, go again? I forgive you. Okay. Oh, 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 you want to restart? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, I'm a fuck up. Everybody knows it. It's fine. It's, that's par for the core of this. You know, I it's I said why that right. we love you. It's yeah. part of why we love you. Bill, I know you listen to it every every week. You're just, you're. I know you're the, you're the Long top Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, 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 you're on air, so go ahead. No, um, no but really, though, I, I, I do appreciate you coming on. But yeah, that's, that, that name has always jumped out at me. And then, and then I did some research, and I was like, this is, this is an awesome band, you know? Well, thank you. I really, I really do like it, and, and I, I want to know more about you. But where are you originally from? I was born in Pomona, um, which anybody from Southern California probably knows for the Glass House and the Fox Theater down there. Oh, yeah. Where I... Uh, I, I, I grew up in those, in those buildings, going to shows. Very nice. It's, it's, it's a good area around there. I like, I like the feel of it. And of course there's that wonderful um, record store right next to the glass house. That's right. Yeah. Now, was that there when you were attending gigs there? I want to say when I was really, really young, it wasn't, but it might've been, it's hard to remember. And then at some point, in my later teens, it definitely was there. And it was the, uh, is it still the Glasshouse Record Store? I believe so. To this day? Okay, yes. yeah, yeah, that's what it was when I was. So I, I, I was born in Pomona and, uh, and grew up in the like, the like suburb next to it called Phillips Ranch. And then we moved to Chino Hills. And then I like, that's, you know. That's more my, my area. That's me, that's, that's around me. Really? Yes, yes, yes. I'm in your Belinda, so I mean, I'm I'm real east. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. cool. So, uh, and then at some point in my you know mid twenties, I moved back to Pomona, and I was living in like the artist, uh, work live loft area, and that's when we started Moon Block Party, which led to Desert Days, blah blah blah. But yeah, the Glasshouse Record Store was definitely there during that time, and then there was like another little record store around the corner called. PB and J, I think it was. Do you remember PB and J? No, but I mean, I think it's a great name for a record. It was short lived. It was short lived, yeah. but yeah, it was just like uh, it was a fun time to be down there. You know, you could just like walk out your front door, walk down Second uh, Street, and you know whether there was someone activating something in their gallery, some some art show or some installation or. Uh, somebody just opened a record store or a vintage shop or a synthesizer shop and you just like everyone's just trying to make it and like Pomona was kind of a ghost town during the day so it was like we would just shop at e we would all shop at each other's places we probably we would patronize each other's you know stores and sometimes it felt like we were the only ones uh, shopping at each other's stores it, it was a fun time and there's a lot of people who are doing really amazing things now who are just kind of starting at that time. I think of those times fondly. 
do you, do you remember the first kind of inkling of 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 um, interest within music? Definitely, I had some older friends. Uh, I was in sixth grade, and like my mom's best friend's son was in ninth grade, and he was like, he was my intro to pretty much everything. <laughs> like he got me drunk the first time we got drunk. And he took me to my first punk rock show at uh, the barn in Riverside at uh, UC Riverside. And uh, <clears throat> I um, it was my first show and uh, I, they like hoisted me up and crowd surfed me. And then like they passed me to a few people and then someone just dropped me <laughs> on the concrete floor and I just like smack, you know, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, like that, that was the moment. <laughs> like, like, I don't know whether like, I got slightly injured or what happened, but like, I was like, I was like, yeah, dude, I'm going to, I don't know whether I'm going to play in a, I, it wasn't like specific, like <clears throat> I want to play in a band or I want to put on shows. It was just, Oh, I want to, I want to be around this, you know? So that was the moment for sure. That's awesome. Do you remember who was playing? Yeah. So uh, it was this like Riverside punk band called um, falling sickness. And uh, they were kind of like, ska core you know like it, it would go from ska to like screaming and punk like you know like back and forth um it was like that sort of thing <laughs> that's great so then so after that was it shortly after that that you tried to pursue music on your own you're like oh yeah i should start trying to make this so um seventh grade started junior high and uh i met these two dudes at, who had a band and um and i you know we became friends and i was like oh do you guys need a singer for your band you know i want to be i want to be a singer in a band and they're and up until this point i had like jammed in my bedroom with like a friend from elementary school who had like you know he had like a radio shack mic and a radio shack like guitar amp and we used to plug his guitar and one mic into the same amp and like we would jam like we were like we loved minor threat and like operation ivy and we would just like try to like do their songs in our room um so that was like my experience up until that point and then i went to my friends jj and anthony who i'm still really good buddies with today and uh i was like yeah can i be the singer in your band and they're like uh nah like we we, we i sting but we need a bass player and i was like oh okay yeah i'll do that and i didn't have a bass i didn't know how to play bass and um, one of their friends had an older brother who was selling the bass, so I bought the bass. And I took it home, and I'm, like, playing it, and I'm like, dude, this sounds weird, you know? And I like, call the guy, I'm like, does this sound right to you? And he's like, you gotta tune it. Do you know what tuning is? And I was like, no, what's tuning? <laughs> and he's like, you see those silver things at the top that the strings are attached to? You gotta, here, turn those. And it's like, boom. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> He's like, so do you have a tuner? And I was like, no. So I had to like buy a tuner and I tuned it, learned what, you know, notes should be. And I tuned it and I took lessons at like a little music shop in Chino. And it wasn't so much lessons as like this, like this dude, I don't know. You ever seen that movie, uh, Air, I think it's Airheads with, uh, oh, with yeah, Steve yeah, Buscemi yeah. And, mm -hmm. and where they're like rockers, Adam Sandler and stuff. <laughs> this guy was like out of that movie. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, and, and it was less lessons and more like, yeah, yeah, bring in tabs, like as long as you want to learn. The, like, So I like brought in Rancid tabs. And of course, Matt Freeman's like the best bass player. And I was like, yeah, yeah, can you teach me this? He's like, yeah, I could try. And I'd be like, bum, 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 you know, really bad. 
And um, so, yeah, and the, uh, the bass had, it was a black Yamaha bass and it had white tape on it to look like checkerboard. It was very ska. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> so it took off the white tape and yeah, we started practicing. The band was called uh, Nothing To Prove. Ooh, got <laughs> throw a number in there. Yeah, yeah. Very important numbers yeah. in bands, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was my, um, that was my beginnings. We used to play at the Showcase Theater in Corona. Do you know about Showcase Theater? I, I, I've i heard of it. I don't think that, I mean, I don't think that it's, it's around anymore, but yet that it's not around anymore. rings a bell, yes, of like other people talking about it before, yeah. Yeah, and then like Chain Reaction in Anaheim. Sure, sure. Yeah, and even this like place called McLean's Coffee in Fullerton. Dude. Do you know McLean's? <laughs> But yeah, dude, I spent so many nights there, and um, yeah, dude, that place is that place is awesome. Yeah, she's so sweet, and um, it was like the first time we played a real show, like outside of a house party. <clears throat> we we must have been so awful. I mean, we must have been so bad. And she was so sweet, and she was so, you know, I mean, to our credit, we would like pack the place, you know, with all of our all age buddies, you know, like coming down drinking like tea and coffee you know like you gotta buy something you gotta buy something on coffee dude you know <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah good man. times good times so what year was that around it was the late 90s so mm. it was like 97 it had to have been like 96 97 98 yeah around that time very nice man that's yeah <laughs> i just aged myself for all the your many millions of viewers i've um, right. i've aged myself yeah, and, and and for Cam because she also listens. So that's yeah. right. She's yeah, I love I, I love Cam. But um, <laughs> so what what music were you were you drawn? You said like Rancid and Minor Threat. Was it kind of of those interests when when you were when you first started playing music? Yeah. So like you know when I was really young, my dad brought home a CD player, and he was like, "Oh, I got some CD. I got some compact discs," <laughs> you know, and <laughs> and he, he got like he. he he actually did pretty good. He got uh, Queen Greatest Hits, Michael Jackson, uh, Nirvana, Nevermind, Pearl Jam 10. So it was like, that was like the first uh, moments of like playing music in the house. And then, so when I sort of went from middle uh, elementary school to middle school, I took all the CDs that my parents had bought me during Christmases and stuff, <clears throat> which over the years was like, 311, Green Day, Alanis Morissette, all that, you know, everything in the Target Best New Music section, I'm sure, you right, know, right. And, and, um, and I would go to Warehouse Music and I would sell them to Warehouse Music. And then I'd go through like the punk and ska section, you know, and I started with like Operation Ivy and Rancid and, and you know, uh, some other ones I won't admit. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then that sort of shifted to like hardcore. There was like a hardcore phase you know, where we're listening to like Converge and uh, Death by Stereo and Adamantium and Poison the Well and, you know, that whole world. Um, and then, you know, and then in my like teens, I had like, mo like most people do, I had my, my Beatles immersion and my uh, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin immersion, you know, which sort of went full circle because my mom, like many moms, I'm sure, in Southern California was a K-Earth 101 fanatic you know oh yeah oh yeah so you know in the car driving to raging waters or to school or soccer practice like you know splish splash i was taking a bath you know 
that was like my jam when I was like four. You know what I mean? And, it's still uh, a jam now. Let's be honest here. It's still a great song. Yeah. It slaps. And um, I moved out of my house really young. I was 17 when I moved out of my house. And uh, I just remember like parties at my apartment, like, you know, listening to Pink Floyd or, you know, whatever. And like, just getting deep, you know, at 18, getting deep with some Uma Guma, you know, <laughs> Pink Floyd, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's the trajectory over the teens into late teens. Yeah. I think different groups have influ influenced me at different times for different reasons. Um, some of them very specifically to the music I make, others in like a sense of an ethos. Um, and, uh, and, and some have influenced me or impacted me, but like hasn't made sort of a, uh, an impact on the way I make music so much. Um, but some moments that stand out to me over the course of my, my teen years was like when Refused came out, when that Shape of Punk to Come record came out, it was so misunderstood by like the punk and hardcore scene, but I got it. Like, right, I was like, holy shit. And I wanted to do that for so long. And Fugazi, too. Like, oh, sure. Fugazi was like my, like, I was in a hardcore emo band, and I just wish we were like Fugazi the entire time, you know? I kept saying to them, I was like, can we make stuff like this, you know? <laughs> and it'd be like, you know, it'd be more like what it was. Yeah, and like, it's not like I make music that sounds like Refused at all, you know? It's just something... Something about that record was so like groundbreaking to me in my my little ears, you know. I was like, "What is this?" You know. So. Sure, sure. Now, now, when did Juju come come into effect? Yeah, it was a uh, twenty twelve. I want to say uh, twenty eleven, probably twenty eleven, something like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was playing in a band in LA, and a friend of ours sat in and was playing drums. We didn't have a drummer at the time. Like we went through a few different drummers over the course of my tenure in the band. And it was a time where we didn't have a set drummer. And so this guy, Andrew, who now plays in Drab Majesty, um, he came and jammed with us. And before or after practice or something, I like played him some like loops I had made. And he was like, oh my God, this is sick. And so he and I started jamming. And that was sort of the beginning of Juju. Yeah, yeah. And it, it really like it's so funny because from the get-go of Juju we never had that like hustle of like we're in a band we're gonna play shows we're gonna we're gonna get signed we're gonna do this and we're, we're gonna miss it you know it's just like you're in a band I'm in a band we do this when we can and it's fun you know um and then a friend of ours wanted to put out the EP and we were like oh shit okay sure you should are you sure <laughs> and, and they pressed it and sold it and sold out of it and we were like oh fuck all right and then we did some touring and um andrew eventually got really busy because like we can't it wasn't like a promise but we was sort of understood to each other it was like yeah we, we just do this when we can you know it's like that's that's the nature of this project um and he couldn't anymore and so i started playing with some other folks and it kept going and uh and then we made a full length and um and to, um, to much of, uh, to my surprise, yet again, somebody wanted to put it out. And so we did. And uh, we got to tour with Primus and Mastodon and Kikigaku Moyo. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is, this is, a, this is a going concern now. All right. Let's, let's maybe think about this a little differently. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, it's, it's been almost 10 years of Juju, which is wild. I can't even believe that. Do you feel 
that the idea of like this is just a kind of taking a not a such a stern approach to it in the beginning of it's like we do it when we can and it's like nice and freeing did that help kind of solicit that it's like it's not something that you take like fully full concern of and it's like it, it whatever happens happens of it do you think that that eventually helped you to to gain the the success of it i don't know you know i i, I see bands who are so like dedicated it's their life you know and then they uh some of them make it happen some of them don't and then i see other people who don't care who could take it or leave it and sometimes it happens i don't know i don't think there's any like science to it i think you're just lucky either no matter which way you slice it i mean there's so many great bands that should be huge that never are and then there's so many bands that you're like really why them not like i'm you know i'm not, I'm not in the habit of like trying to be negative because it's like what's the point you know like you know i hear people talk shit on stuff and it's like yeah you know like who cares you know like who cares if you don't like that band some people do you know anyway i digress uh i'm getting off topic i don't know i really don't know i i um it's so funny juju's such a no offense to juju but it's such an afterthought for me like and it just has to be because you know, I got two kids and I'm married and I have desert days and, you know, and, and space agency and there's team members and people who work on it and, and, and work really hard. And it's such hard work. Um, when it comes time to do Juju, it's like, oh, shit. You know, like, like, well, in 2021, the only show we played was desert days. And so, you know, we had to start the machine back up at we had to get in rehearsal space. We had to practice. We had to have a schedule. Hadn't played together in two years. We were playing a, a set of completely new songs that we've never played together. Like, because we made it remotely during the pandemic, you know? Um, so, you know, I started by making some music on my computer. I sent it around to the guys in the band. The drummer played drums on it. Um, the other guy who's pretty much a multi-instrumentalist, but mainly guitar. Uh, did his you know stuff all over it and yeah when it came time to get ready for desert day it was like oh okay we gotta learn these songs now you know you know <laughs> so yeah it's uh i hate to put it this way but it's kind of neglected <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> i like i like how it's, it's had a lot of success and so you're like eh you know it's there i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put too much forethought into it but it, you I, know but it's just I so funny that it's made so much progression within this thing you're like oh it's yeah we're we're, we're doing that that is a thing but i got other stuff going on as well <laughs> and maybe that's part of the maybe that's part of the whole thing maybe it's like if you love something let it go or don't pay any attention to it <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know how that saying goes you know what i mean yeah 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 both are good but do both of those yeah it's fine yeah of course yeah if you love something just you know neglect it right yeah yeah it's fine mm -hmm. just it'll, <laughs> it'll do what it's gonna do it's fine it'll work out yeah it'll work itself out sorry it'll Leave raise it itself yeah it's fine you're good right you're good okay good i'm out of here yeah, yeah. you're good okay okay good stick it in um where did the name come from juju um, you know, strangely enough, it's what our niece calls my wife or, well, not anymore because she's in her teens, but when she was little, uh, <laughs> she doesn't call her Juju anymore, but when she was a baby, she was like, Juju. <clears throat> and I was trying right. to, you know, I was like, oh, well, we have these, 
songs that we made and we recorded, I guess we have to have, call it something. And we actually, there was a joke at the beginning was like, <clears throat> oh, we'll just change the name of the band every time we release something. And then we're like, that's eh, probably not a good idea. <laughs> 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 you know? And uh, <clears throat> so Andrew and I were kicking around stuff and I was like, you know, my niece said Juju the other day and I thought that's kind of cool. My dad used to say that when I was younger, you know, he'd be like, that's some good juju, you know, talking about some, some, you know, good mojo or good vibes, you know, good spirit, right, right. <clears throat> good energy. And uh, so I was like, yeah, I like that. And there's a couple other jujus uh, throughout history. So um, the label actually pointed that out. They're like, uh, guys, we can't register this anywhere. Cause uh, how about Juju USA? We're like, no, we don't, we don't really like that. And then I got to give credit to Andrew. Cause he, we're like, what should we call it? Should we call it this? Should we call it that? And he's like, yo, I got it. We'll just add a letter to every letter. We'll just double every letter. It's still Juju. I'm like, fuck, you're a genius. You know, <laughs> and we like crack the code. We can, we can still be Juju. You know, there's been a lot of different people involved in the project over time. And that's just the way I want it to be. You know, like uh, the first record, I think somewhere in the liner notes, it says something like this record was made in many different places with many different friends. Um, many thanks to all who have or will collaborate with this record, you know, and that's the spirit of it. You know, it's like <clears throat> collaboration doesn't end in the recording process, it's like you at home listening to it, you're also collaborating, you're also in Juju, you know? Yeah. That's like the vibe. <laughs> it's very open-ended and that's good. That's, that's yeah. really good. You don't want to corner yourself off there. Yeah. Is, is, the, is the idea of like fresh blood being pumped into it also a, a, a facet of how it's been able to, to become what it is? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I love the idea of it being this constantly evolving collective of different people, you know? Um, I, I wanna do like records with other bands where it's like Juju and Boogerines or Juju and Mets or Juju and, you know what I mean? Like I wanna, I wanna like send music to those guys and have them fuck it up and do their crazy magic to it and then release something, you know? almost like hip hop features, you know, like I, I want to collaborate with as many people as possible. Like, um, <clears throat> I've never um, made music by myself. It's always been a collaborative effort in a room with other people um, up until this Juju project, which started uh, as like a loop based project where I would make loops by myself and then Andrew would play drums. Um, and then it sort of evolved. It's less reliant on loops these days, but um during the pandemic i just it's like well i don't have desert days to work on and i have some free time and so i you know i invested in some like modest recording gear and, and learned taught myself how to do it i probably did it terribly you know uh the first time around um not getting very good signal path and whatnot um and yeah so i like the idea of working on something by myself and then sending it off to someone else and then hearing what, it like, what it's like when it comes back, you know, that's really exciting for me, you know, right? rather right. than like, I made this all by myself, you know, like, which is great. It, it, like, I, you know, I, some of my favorite records are made by a singular vision, you know, someone with a singular vision. There's something to be said for that, for sure. Sure, um, sure. Sometimes the, 
democracy of a band can sort of like fuck it up you know like let's try to make everybody happy and in the pursuit of that you kind of have this like watered down thing whereas if it's just someone's like i just made this i stayed up all night and i made this you know and it's like this is brilliant you know um anyway i guess i like splitting the difference between the two yeah. right so let me ask you let's let's get into the nitty-gritty of it desert days where when did you realize i need to i need to make my own you know, thing. I need to, I need to start doing this, put on a festival like this. Uh, I've been touring most of my adult life. I've gone to a lot of festivals, played a lot of festivals. And then Deep Valley, you know, in the beginning of Julia, my relationship was doing every festival. And <clears throat> yeah, we just felt like, yeah, we should, we should, we should do one that's like for our kind of music, you know? Um, and I was living in Pomona and it was easy enough to, to put together an outdoor show down there which was much to my surprise. I was like, really? It only cost like $40 to close the street and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And, a bit um, steep, a little bit steep there, but you know, you yeah, gotta, you yeah, make sacrifices. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. And anyway, that, yeah, that was sort of the beginnings of it. And it was just um, friends calling friends. My friend's band will play. My friend's band will play, you know, and that's, that's how it started. You know, was it, was it called desert days in the initial uh, idea of it? Uh, well, the first thing that we did, uh, like, officially in this era was um, called Moon Block Party. Mm -hmm. And um, it was literally a block party in Pomona. And that led to doing Desert Days, a venue out in the desert called us and was like, hey, why don't you do a show out here? Is, is and, that Pappy uh, and Harriet's? Is that what? what no, that it was this place called Dylan's Roadhouse in Desert Hot Springs. So we did a show there. Um, and then that went pretty good. And then they invited us to do some, uh, what started as a Coachella parties, you know, during Coachella, throw some shows. And we somehow turned that into an 11 day long festival, you know, thing where we had like 122 bands play. Wow. Yeah. And I, that was 2012. And that was called, that was the first Desert Days. That was called Desert Days. And we had like, our headliners were like Akron Family, Dead Meadow, Here We Go Magic. All Allah's bleached. Um, like each night was sort of a different vibe and like a different like presenting partner, you know, did one with like LA Record and um, one with like Sailor Jerry, and, you know, it's like a, each night was like a different combination of people. Sure. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I mean, it, it sounds like it. It sounds like it really just came came out with running with, with i mean it, it sounds like pretty successful i mean having those backers i mean sailor it, jerry proud sponsor it, of this podcast by the way sailor jerry love it um phil and i were just talking about you and we're, we're saying um like why isn't it a sponsor yet because we we were both we just had a drink i don't know a, a couple hours ago together we were together I drink at, a big glass of sailor jerry every morning yeah but what do you what, what do you think's in here okay yeah so uh it's it's the fuel of this yeah also domino's right. pizza mm -hmm. <laughs> cut to Anyways. commercial break yeah um, no, yeah, uh, that's where we're gonna put the ad yeah you, you gotta give a little leeway you know to get right. into it anyways all, all done back. in post it, yeah thank, hey thank you for uh that word from our sponsors domino's pizza just two pizzas the new, the new sailor jerry domino's pizza collab <laughs> It's what's in the sauce. It's the secret yeah, sauce. Right. It's oh. just drenched in Sailor Jerry. 
that's really anyway, bad. Yeah, no, that's disgusting. really, really bad. But um, we love it. So <laughs> you're going to as well. But we anyway, we're contractually obligated to uh, to enjoy every bite. That's, that, that is my official stance. Read the, the email that we both got uh, concerning that that's my official stance. Anyways, that, I mean, it really sounds like it, it was very, um, there it had legs to it in its early uh, initial process of, of even creating. It was more like we were getting dragged uh, than it having legs. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I mean, we, we bit off more than we could chew uh, and we just, we just chewed and chewed and chewed. Yeah, you know what I mean? We were yeah. very like tenacious, relentless, uh, problem solving type people. Um, and there were lots of problems to solve in those early days, you know, that's for sure. Um, but yeah. But you, you, you're able to, to get it done. You're able to, to steer that ship, right? Yeah. I mean, look, <clears throat> you saw Julie walk in earlier. I got to give all praise to that woman. If it wasn't for Julie, we wouldn't have made it through those early years. There's been a couple times throughout the course of our history where Julie has single-handedly like basically saved our ass. Like in 2012, we not only took over the venue for 11 days, but we <clears throat> somehow like found this spa motel in Desert Hot Springs, which there are a lot of. And this one was really run down and really like probably a front for some nefarious activity. Sure. And they let us take it over because no one stayed there. It was vacant like all the time. <clears throat> and so we had 40 rooms. And we somehow worked it out with them where we would book the motel for the whole 11 days, all 40 rooms a night. And Julie took on that task. And everything we agreed to with this hotel, like, yeah, you could have music by the pool. Yeah, you can have after parties after the event each night. Yeah, you can have sponsorship activations. We get there and they're like, what is this coconut water company set up by the pool? We're like, oh, you, didn't you say we could do that? And then well, you can't have music after after 11 p.m. You can't use the hot tubs. Like, wait, this, these are all the things we asked you that we could do. And like, you know, and oh needless God. to say, it was chaos. And everyone that we had promised things to were like, hey, man, like, you told fuck? us we could do X, Y, Z. We're like, I don't know. And like Julie basically had to deal with the fallout of all that. I mean, you know, with me, but like, you know, it was like, you know. And then in 2018, when we had uh traffic and uh rain and the evacuation um a lot of people wrote into the email to share their experience and and ask for some type of compensation and julie you know she responded to every single one of those people she took it upon herself she's like i got this you know wow. and made a spreadsheet she like categorized like okay this person was just stuck in traffic this person was stuck in traffic and then had a terrible experience in the evacuation uh, this person, blah, blah, blah. And it ranged from like <clears throat> free tickets to merch to some other thing. Um, and she, you know, successfully uh, navigated that whole thing where everybody that wrote in felt like, hey, you guys, you guys are all right. You know, you guys, you guys care and you guys heard me and you guys took care of me. I, I got your back, you know, and they didn't come in like that. They came in like, F hot. you guys, yeah. you know, yeah, and like coming in hot. Mm -hmm. You know, they're probably expecting us to not give a damn, you know, and we very much do give a damn. And um, so I, I can't thank Julie enough. She's she's been there to save my my butt, my took us more than more than a handful of times. Um that's amazing. So, 
Yeah, she's a great woman and a great mom and a great drummer. I can't All around uh, can't great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Are you surprised with the amount of uh, success that it has garnered over these past few years? Uh, yes, definitely. I mean, you know, it started from a very modest, no expectations. We're just doing this for us and our friends, you know, and, uh, and it's always been a community thing. It's always been like, you know, there's a family putting it on with their best friends and families and their best friends come to it and, you know, and, and, and so on and so forth. And as big as it's gotten, it still has that at its core. Um, which is, it, it makes it a really special thing to be a part of. Yeah, that really, that really sound, sounds like, I mean, because obviously you put a lot, a lot of time into it every year. And I mean, it really seems like a special thing when you, when you, when you kind of peek behind that, that curtain there and see what's really going on. Back to it. We, we took a little intermission there, but we're back. We're on it. We're, 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 we're in it again. But uh, anyways, regarding Desert Days, that's, that's where we left off here, Desert Days got it yeah i mean it it seems a, like a very very rad thing that you guys are doing just just to put it lightly yeah i mean it's uh i don't even know where to start and, and end with it it's it's uh we feel incredibly lucky that uh, we get to do it and that it means something to people and um and, and it's even more uh, special because it seems like it um, it's more than just a party to the people that really care about it. You know, it's like something that, um, you know, uh, that, you know, they really cherish. And so that, that means, that means uh, we don't take that lightly and it, um, it guides every, uh, every decision that we make you know, when we're producing and deciding what to do and what not to do, we, um, we think about the community. It's, it's like it's its own uh, living organism that we have to take care of, you know, it's yeah. not just a business venture. It's like, it's like, a, I don't know, it's hard to put into word. How do you feel when you're up there with Juju playing at desert days is if i mean like what how how do you feel when you're when when, when that's when that's when that's happening at, at that moment when you're looking out and you're doing you're at the thing that you created and you're playing the things that you create how does that how does that make you feel it's a beautiful feeling um doing being at desert days in general is so uh it's such a deep experience for me because the the 12 months leading up to it are so hard like it's such a <laughs> it's such a big project with so many moving parts and things constantly going wrong and curveballs being thrown at you and it's constant damage control that like it really it, it it's exhausting you know and it takes takes a lot out of you and um and then it, it it's funny because like i was talking to a friend about this the other day who like you know, his life's more like regular and, and this, this is so irregular in the sense that like you work for so long and then it happens so quickly and then it's gone, you know? So it's like, 
you work for 12 months on something that happens for three days. And so it's, it's kind of weird <laughs> like when you really think about it. Like, yeah. you're like, you're getting like punched in the face for 12 months. Right. <laughs> and then like, you get to like, if like whatever, like you're healed for three days and it's like that experience is enough to make you like, yeah, okay, I'll do it again. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, And so, yeah, playing is just kind of an extension of that, like where it's all wrapped up in all the physical and emotional chemistry that's happening. And um, yeah, I mean, just like being up there is so, uh, rewarding I guess is the word and and fulfilling and healing because the process of doing it is so like it beats you up you know I bet I really I really I I just can't even comprehend like the amount of stuff I mean that I mean there's you, you you obviously think about like yeah booking people making sure that they come out here but it's also like there's so many nuanced things that have to happen in order for this to happen that i mean i i couldn't even comprehend like oh i didn't even think about whatever i mean in, in terms of like where they're going to lodging or whatever i mean I, I know you guys had that sweet deal with the with the motel that they were super courteous with you i know that yeah, they that were happened. great mm -hmm. they were great super yeah. rad but i mean beyond that it's, it's it must be a really rewarding thing that as you said at the end of the day i, I mean at the end of the third day i guess is like wow like this is really happened and it's done and on to the next yeah and you know what makes it extra special and is, is a huge part of why it's healing and regenerative is um the people who come to desert days know um know about the people that put it on and there's this understanding that like there's real people putting it on well there's always real people putting something on it's not like there's a face people. to it though there's like a face in there like you know well, it's you, like a yeah, yeah yeah it's we're not like a faceless corporation who's all about you know turning a dollar it's it's there's really like a mission at hand and um and so anyway long story short getting to meet the people at the festival and hear from them what it means to them and have a conversation with them is all part of why um that weekend makes the 12 months uh leading up to it worth it yeah i mean i i i can only imagine the the, the feeling that you have when it's like this is this is happening again and yeah seeing just, people have a good time it's like this is this is why i do this you know like you know we we we're not saving lives we're not heart surgeons we're not fire people putting out fires but we contribute something to these people's lives you know and i'm i'm so grateful that like the work we do contributes to people in that way like it gives us such a sense of purpose you know without without taking ourselves too seriously we really are grateful about that you know like we really we really don't take we don't take that lightly we think about that all the time that's awesome man yeah has there and i know this is a really must be a really hard question has there been some really standout performances that you've seen from Desert Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. He's the champion. Yeah. He's the reigning champion right now. No offense to everyone else who's played, but like, holy moly, dude. I cried uh, during that set. And um, I was there with, with, you know, one of the backers of the festival, Morgan from Knitting Factory. Like, we almost shed a tear. And 
it's just, unlike anything I've ever witnessed. Like he came out like on fire and the crowd's energy was just crazy. The whole crowd was bouncing. Like you ever seen those videos of Rage Against the Machine in Mexico City where the whole crowd's just like, it's a wave. It was like that, you know? And I was like, this is desert days, you know? <laughs> and, and there was like a fence coming off the stage and like the fence is like rocking back and forth. I'm like, oh, hope nobody gets hurt. You know, nobody did get hurt. So it was the like best of both worlds. Um, yeah, I don't know. He like stage dived, uh, stage dove, uh, you know. Yeah, one of the past tenses. Jumped into, sure. the, into the audience and um, he spit on a photographer, which like, I don't know. It's so funny, like, you know, some other musician recently kicked a photographer and it was like, that's not cool. But for some reason, when Iggy Pop spit on the photographer, the photographer was like, that's the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. You know, <laughs> it's just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, that's wild, man. That's, that's really cool. And I, I like how you said Iggy Pop because I do have the right poster up then it, it that kind of solidifies it. Yes. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, I'm happy about you that. You know, Tame Impala getting cut after three songs in the middle of an electrical lightning storm <laughs> uh, was a different kind of memorable uh, experience. Sure, you know? <laughs> sure. On the, on, on the tail end of that, I mean, dude, this one right here, uh, the Iggy Pop one, spiritualized. Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile, sleep. I mean, John Cale, like the the list is just goes on and on and on, and it's just I love incredible. Um, in that year, we were able to get Iggy Pop, John Cale, and Terry Riley on the same day. And yeah. uh, the year prior, we had television. And uh, and so my, like, you know, dreams of CBGBs were realized in, in those days. And, you know, like, Terry Riley worked with John Cale, and John Cale produced an Iggy Pop record. Like, we're, we're always trying to, like, ha find these threads, you know? to to sew together and um when people pick up on that it's like yeah yeah you get it you get it yeah you know? that's that's so rad i mean king gizzard and lizard i i like how it's you're bringing stuff in from a time that is past and a time that is new i mean you I, where else are you gonna find king gizzard and lizard wizard with john kale i mean it's you know and you do Not that and that's no i'm maybe at a bar that a really cool bar but Besides that, <laughs> yeah, at Chain Reaction, that's what they're gonna be. There you go. Out. There you go. That'd be an interesting show. Yeah, I mean that that must be super crazy. And I gotta ask you this: if you can narrow it down, what is one band or artist that is around now that you would like to have at Desert Days, and one dead artist or band that is not around anymore that you would like to have at Desert Days? Um, I'll, I'll go with the dead one because the, if I answer the other one, I'm going to be giving away some secrets. Oh, um, yeah. and you know, you can find those, uh, secrets at dominospizza.com forward slash the vineyard podcast and desert days. That's where you can find that, that, uh, thing, but it's, it, it actually comes with the sailor Jerry pizza. If you, if you're really interested, if you want to get, that's right. That's the only way to find out the secrets. If you want uh, to jump the gun on that. The sailor jerry pizza um, bottom it's the bottom of the crust anyways it's <laughs> um god oh um so I, I would love to have uh i would love to see john lennon uh play with some like cool all-star band you know of some sort um you know sean lennon's played the festival so like Rad. you know if, 
if his dad was still here with us to see them play together would be pretty special. Um, Definitely. Um, you know, I, I, I would love to have, you know, proper Pink Floyd, you know, um, can't do that anymore. Um, cause one of them's, one of them's sadly gone. Yeah. Um, Led Zeppelin, you know, uh, with John Bonham on the drums would be ridiculous. Sure. Um, can, there you go, can, you know, cause Jackie Leib- Leibowitz is, is, is gone. Leibowitz, um, I'm going to pronounce it incorrectly. I'm, I apologize. Yeah. Can, that can't, can in their, in all their glory would have been, would have been so dope. Yeah. I could take a nap after that one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's done. It's done. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. No more. Yep. <laughs> Those are good answers. I, I, I do like it. I mean, outside of desert days is is there a performance that sticks out to you oh um well for some reason and maybe it's because we talked about glass house earlier but i saw the vandals at the glass house once and you know glass house like the capacity these days i think is like around 800 this was before the great white uh venue fire that uh set new capacity uh you Laws, know yeah. uh, uh, across effect. the country there was probably like two thousand people in that room you know it was the 90s and the vandals were playing and the whole place was jumping you didn't have to like make any effort to jump you were just you were jumping like, yeah you were in the like the, bo- the rest of the crowd lifted your body off the ground <laughs> and like i'll never forget that i i felt unsafe i was like this is unsafe <laughs> you know and i was like 12 or 13 and i had i had the, the mindset the, the wherewithal to know like this is not good <laughs> yeah you're 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 the, the fire marshal coming in with that yeah yeah <laughs> that, uh, yeah that, that was on. that was pretty memorable um trying to think of what else um seeing tame impala at coachella that one year like when they were just starting to explode um i think it was maybe 2013 um just they played the outdoor theater and just seeing as far back as that crowd went and just be like wow because you know tame impala was this combination of all these different influences that like for a psych rock community you're like wow this is this is our band you know and then they got really massive and so it was just so like wow someone from our scene is like breaking through so that was pretty pretty remarkable it made me realize that maybe um you know, uh, you know, it's it, it, things like that make you realize that any anything's possible. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you of all people should 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 know that firsthand. Like this, I mean, that this is possible. Desert days. I keep on gesturing to this because it's it's right here, and that's why I was able to to know all those names right at the top of my head, just because I'm yeah. a big 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 fan, big fan, and also there's a template in front of my face here. Yeah, yeah. That, it that helps. Also helps. Dude, yeah, people know. ask me who's playing the festival, and I have to look. I'm like, um, <laughs> let me pull up my spreadsheet. Hold on, I forgot. You know. Yeah, that's. Oh, I don't blame you. That's that's incredible. No, I I I, I see I see it all every every day every day I sit down here. That's and, amazing. And uh, I'm more interested in Moonblock than Desert Days, but you know. Well, you're 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 ahead. You know, you're you're. Uh... I'm jumping the gun. I'm I'm what everybody else is going to be on per usual like in a couple of years there was a movie that's right like, i've been on it i've been of on his time. it ahead <laughs> of his time yeah that's why like, domino's pays the big bucks yeah yeah 
you, Domino's. And Sailor Jerry, and Sailor Jerry, I'm not going to, uh, also them. Thank you. Contractually obligated to say it 14 times an hour. Yeah, I mean, uh, that at last ad break, it had a couple, uh, couple of twists in it. <laughs> Just like the garlic twists that you can get at Domino's. Anyways. That's right. The Sailor Jerry infused garlic twists. It's nasty, but I do love it. Um, has there been anyone um, at Desert Days that you've seen? You're like, I'm fucking no way. Such and such is here, or so and so is is in the crowd. There's some more. So uh, that same year, right? Um, There's some more group. It was like it was during the day they just played, and the stage manager found me. Like we found each other. We like walked. She she was like, oh oh oh, I gotta introduce you to Thurston Moore. And I was like yeah you do you know <laughs> let's go you know and he had this big like perma smile on his face and i was like hey thurston thank you so much for playing and i could like barely get done with my sentence and he was like i'm having the best time and i was like i and i just got chills again like when he told me that i got chills all throughout my whole body and i was like all right we're doing something right you know like thurston moore is here in the middle of the day in joshua tree heat and he's having a great time. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is great. And then uh, a similar thing happened at John Cale's set. His wife and manager, who's a lovely, lovely person, um, she grabbed me and was like, this is the best. And I was just like, I can. And I just got chills again. I was like, I can <laughs> die. I could go take a nap now. You know, like, I just, I, that's what I'm striving for. If right. I can take a nap, then... We're doing good. And I'm not, I'm not a good napper. I've never been a good napper. And so maybe that's something to do with my eternal striving for nap. Circadian rhythm. Dude, I don't know. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm an exhausted guy. Right. What do you, yeah. how are you with sleep in general? Um, oh, I sleep good. Oh, you, are you doing full eight hours? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, we have a really comfortable couch at our house. That like if you lay on it, uh, you just fall asleep. You're just like you just immediately, and it's like the best, delicious, you know, the chocolate of sleep. You know, that's that's what that couch is. Awesome. Um, it's it's yeah. You need you need to have those those. How is the bed though? I I, I feel like you're not raving the, about the bed. Uh, so here's the deal with the bed. We we went out. And we bought like a super nice, you know a bed that we had to go on a payment plan to pay off, you know, good bed. very nice bed. Yeah. It was great in the shop. We were like, this is the bed. Oh, of want. course. It, 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 it's and always we, good in the shop. It's always, whether it be records, pants, whatever it is, it's always better there. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And we got it home and we're like, yeah, maybe you got to break it in, you know, maybe. <laughs> and then like two years later, we're like, this bed sucks. You know, <laughs> like we wake up in pain. Like, cause it's so, uh, it's, it's like a Tempur-Pedic or whatever they are, you know, sure. it, like you, like you, your body sets in and it like, you know, you're just, it, it, you're just, it's very, there's no, there's no give to it. You're just like, yeah. you're just, yeah, you know, and in. Mm-hmm. so anyway, it's no good. You know what mattress you should be using is Sattva and Sattva is a luxury mattress maker and they also sponsor this podcast get 15% off of the delivery <laughs> fee may make that perfectly clear and you're gonna get uh two free domino sailor joy pizzas that you have to eat in order to be able to you know pass out and and actually sleep on the bed 
yeah, gotta yeah, get good do, and drunk. You you, you do need to be a little bit out out there to to be able to <laughs> sleep on it. But um, it's, that's right. It is it is uh not worth it. But there, it's there. It's there. The bed's there. <laughs> the bed is there. You're there. there. You know. You wish you were somewhere else, but <laughs> you know. What um what goes through your mind the day before the first day of desert days? Oh, um, do you mean the day before we move to site, start building, or do you mean the day before the festival? Like when... Let's let's let, let's unpack both. Okay, so the day before I leave for site, I'm in denial about having to do my laundry and collect all my cables and chargers, and then I leave it till like 11 p.m. at night, and I'm like, oh fuck, where? Hey, where's that thing? Where, where's my charger for the the doodad and, and you know so i'm just in denial um and then um when we're on site uh the day before i'm usually up pretty late um doing emails or meetings or driving around the site on my golf cart talking to the different installation artists or production teams about what loose ends we have to tie up before doors open the following day because we're never done the night before it's never like 8 p.m the night before like hey you want to go see a movie we're done with all the work you know like that doesn't and there's happen. there's a way that you could you could if, if it did happen like that that you did have it's it's done it let's say 7 30 p.m right you're wrapping up done right everything's done there's no way you could shut your brain off enough to be like let's watch a movie there's just no way there's no, no yeah one, one of the years <clears throat> it was 2019 where we finally got it right in terms of the operation had a great team had enough department heads not so much of this like in the past where it's like one person doing seven things and they're running around like a chicken with their head cut off not doing any fires. of the seven things, right? You know, because like who could, you know, God love sure. them, you know? like, yeah, We're just yeah. putting too much on their plate. So 2019, it finally felt like I was, I was like, what are we missing? You know, like what, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop because it was like so calm. Everyone was like, yeah, my department's great. And all my boxes are ticked. And you're like, well, what are we forgetting? You know, so that's like the cable, it, it but besides go, the cable that you forgot at your house. That's but right. Minus it can that. never be too comfortable no. or too like, yeah yeah we're good you know we're good you know like maybe year 10 at the same venue when it sells out every year you might think that you know but maybe though maybe i mean you're maybe still, probably yeah. not i have friends who work on coachella right prime example of something that's like pretty set right i mean even them they're like oh god it's so much work and it's never ending and it's curveballs and constant damage control even that at that level so i'm like oh great great it's good to know good to know it never gets easy you know like the so. fires on both sides of that, yeah. Of that valley yeah it's just it's at just as hot over there as it is where you are yeah yeah so um yeah it's, yeah anyway it's uh but but you know it's um it's not nearly as stressful as it used to be i will say that it's like we have good people who are very good at what they do we're very lucky to have such a great team. We were nominated uh, for Festival of the Year in 2021 by Polestar, which is, you know, it's, it's a high accolade in the festival world. And, and I owe it all to uh, our, our various, um, you know, operations, production, artist relations, traffic teams, box office. 
I mean, dude, there's so many moving parts, like, and they all have to be working for the audience to have like a good experience, you know? It really is a miracle, like when it goes right, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. God bless you, man. You you really are taking on a taking on a large thing, but I mean, it's it's great. It's fantastic that that's happening. It's just uh I'm getting secondhand anxiety over here. It, you know. Yeah, sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, no, I, tend, no, no, I, I have good. that effect on people. Yeah, yeah. Bring it bring it bring it on to me. Yeah. You gotta you gotta yell at somebody, and then that person yells at somebody, and then you know it, it trickles down. You gotta get out of your system. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's that's insane, man. This that's gonna be like the, the, the talking point of this episode. That's insane, man. That's gonna be that's it. Yep. When when do you feel the most creative? Is it working with Desert Days? Is it working on music or is it a combination of both, perhaps? Um, well, my first answer was gonna be like 2 a.m. is when I feel most creative. That's fantastic. I, I yeah. love that there's yeah, right when you're supposed you know, to be sleeping on your nice mattress, but you know it's funny. I work all day, I get up early in the morning, I work all day, I get tired around dinner time, and I'm like, I have so much more work to do. And then like some point at like 11 p.m., 12 a.m., I get a second wind and I'm like, all right, here we go, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I really loved revisiting um during the pandemic being able to revisit that creative side of myself in terms of making music it was a great reminder of like oh this is who i am this is who i've been since i was 15 13 really like i'm i'm a musician you know like oh i forgot you know and um it really rekindled something in me and uh, no offense to Desert Days or the work that it takes, but like making music is where I'm happiest, obviously. I mean, it's just like the process of tinkering around on the computer or on some of the instruments here and then getting something recorded. And then, you know, for a while you're like, okay, you know, it's some stuff, you know, that's a cool part. That's a cool part. I need to, I need to like, you know, you, you you go through the process and eventually it becomes something cool you know and you're like oh this is awesome you know that moment is like my favorite thing you know where you're like listening to the thing and you're like oh this is cool this is like this is the music I want to hear you know this is my this is my favorite band you know and um and and you know there's nothing like a, an awesome show where everything's going right your monitor mix is good and uh and there's people in the audience feeling it like like we played pickathon uh juju got to play pickathon and it was just it just blew my mind like like that was some of the best shows we ever played like it's a festival where you have to play it twice and um the first night we played uh at what they call the trees stage and um and it's this like natural amphitheater where it kind of goes up and everyone was like just going nuts man like like dancing and and, and kind of moshing like it, we've never had that kind of energy at one of our shows it was it was brilliant and so that that that's my favorite thing i think that's awesome man yeah it's that that's really cool and i i really think it's really cool that you were able to pinpoint when you get creative i think that's the most specific answer i've gotten out of all the times i've asked that question 2 a.m yeah i 
I, I love it. I wanted to hear it again. Really, I was keying you up to just say it again. Just like a, <laughs> you talking about chills? No, no, no. This guy, this guy getting it over here. That's right. Yeah. If it if Desert Days wasn't at where it is, um, lo, 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 location wise, where where would it be? Where would you like it to be? Dream location. If you if you can move it to anywhere, where would it be? Well, besides me, Pomona I, and paying that and paying that block party fee, of course minus that besides that yeah. I, i'd love to get it back to the desert man desert days should be in the desert um, oh, is, it, is it not in the desert now is it was it was the last one not in the desert well I'm, it's I'm kind so of sorry. in the desert yeah it's at this place called lake paris which is oh yeah you know, it's about an hour and a half outside of la and it's it's when you start getting into the desert and it's a it's this beautiful state park it's got this n- enormous lake and it's got everything that california has to offer it has desert it has chaparral it has meadows it has beautiful shady trees it's got this beautiful lake you can swim it's got mountains as far as the eye can see it's it's really a gorgeous location and very like operationally friendly you know like it's it's functional um and you know it's it's there's room for us to grow there so it's kind of perfect i i can't really see us moving from there anytime soon it it just it makes a lot of sense to do the event there if we could put lake paris in the high desert i would be it would be best of both worlds you know with the street of pomona in there that's right yeah 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 yeah. with a replica of of the arts colony of pomona and then then i could take a nap (laughs) that's where the nap comes in on that nice sotva mattress uh that's right (laughs) Now uh, you just you just reminded me because I, I I remember seeing um one of one of the posters not the one that I have in front of me but uh, another one is it said like Lake Paris did Death Grips play am I am I, am I messing that up Death Grips did play no yeah, did not play 2018 they, yeah they so they did play yeah they showed up they were there did you yeah did, yeah unlike that. some other plays I was warned on the front end they were like they cancel. Yeah. They they don't cancel and then don't show up. <laughs> you know, like yeah. they they they're they're a wild card. And I was like, oh boy. You know, and they showed up, they played. I actually got to talk to them after the set. By um, by them, do you mean uh Stefan or the, the drum the singer, the drummer, or because they're notorious? Um, it was it was all three of them backstage. Okay. And yeah. um yeah. The, the the one that responded to me was uh was the singer. MC oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just said I I kept I always keep it brief. Like I'm not I'm not the guy that's like, hey, the festival director would like to meet you. You know, like I'm not I'm not that guy. Like Iggy Pop played and my friend texted me, like, hey, do you want to come meet him? I was like, no. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> like, like he's doing whatever he's doing. I'm not gonna bother him. <laughs> you know, like, and I didn't get to meet him. And I regret it. I should have. But like in the moment, like I was just like, no, I'm not going to, Good. you know, yeah. I'm not going to bug him. Um, sorry, where were we? Death, death grips. Death grips. That's right. So I kept it really brief. I was like, guys, you can play here anytime. <laughs> that was that. Uh, and then they knew because it was they played the Sunday. The evacuation was on Friday. We were lucky enough to be able to have a festival on Saturday and Sunday. They knew. And I was like. I'm just really grateful I got to see you guys play. And they, and they knew the weight of what I was saying. And they're like, yeah, man, no, that was great. Thank you for having us. And then that was pretty much it. And I was like, good, good. All right, good night, folks. You know, like I like to end, end on a high note. You know, it's like, 
I don't linger app. around and like, uh, yeah, so uh, where are you going next? You know, like, you know, <laughs> nope, I'm out. No, no, no. <laughs> That's it. Keep, yeah. it. keep it as brief as possible. Just open up the, the door and then just wait, just wave. And then, yeah. Like, All right, there, yeah. yeah. There, there yeah. it is. Yeah, just yeah. keep on just lessening it and lessening it. Yeah. Yeah. Another time that I got to meet someone that played Desert Days was um, Bradford Cox when he did Atlas mm. Sound. Uh, someone told me that he wanted to meet and I was like, oh, okay. And I've been a big deer hunter fan for a long time. And he's so, so interesting. And like, so I was like a little intimidated, to be honest. I was like, oh boy, here we go. And uh, didn't know if I'd be able to hang, you know, but we got along great. You know, we, uh, we hit it off and had a really nice combo. And he said some lovely things about the event and, and he seemed to get the spirit of the event, you know? So I feel like for a lot of these musicians, it's like, it's just another, you know, like going to festival to festival. It's like, they've seen them all, you know? Mm-hmm. So to like hear it from them, that's special. Uh, special. Yeah. Cause they, they know, you know, they've seen every festival on the planet. So for them to recognize that like ineffable, intangible, like energy or spirit that, that lives in the festival because of where we're coming from and how the audience resonates with it and how they're all really like serious music fans. They're not like, they're not Instagram influencers. They're not like, it's not their rite of passage spring break thing. It's like, they're like record collectors and like people who pride themselves as, as, as like, you know, music aficionados and heads, man. Heads, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah man. Um, so it's it's special to hear from the bands that they see that and resonate with it as well so it's cool yeah that seems really cool getting into like a really nitty-gritty question here what time are you usually leaving the grounds on like night one night two and then the the final night like what time are you getting out you personally are getting out of there so i live we all live on site uh, when we do the fest, we're there for a few weeks to build it and then break it down. Um, my routine is usually uh, during the day, I've got my walkie-talkie on and I'm in the Keep loop. Keep that thing on, on you, of course. Yeah, and I'm in the loop on what's going on. Not so much these days, but but up until about 2019, it was like, I was, I was like the guy people would come to with questions like, hey, Phil, like, what should we do about this? And I'd have to answer and give direction. I don't have to do that as much now. Uh, thankfully, there's like an, an operations director in place who's way more skilled and experienced at that sort of thing than I am. Um, so I can kind of take a step back and let them quarterback. And I'm like, I'm in the loop of hearing what's going on. And her and I may have some sidebars about what's going on. Um, and then some, at some point around like 8 p.m. when the sun's down and everything's sort of on autopilot, um, I'll turn my walkie-talkie off. And uh, yeah, and they can still reach me by phone. You know, like uh, sure. I'll get text messages and stuff. You're just ghosting everybody. That's no, nope. yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Come back with this with me around, I don't know, 10-ish tomorrow morning. Jay, you can deal <laughs> yeah. with that then? Great. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, here's the keys. You, you guys got it, right? You guys, um, I mean, you, you, you know how I do it. Yeah. Well, what yeah. would I do? I'm going oh, go to go. Don't Taco. ask me, you don't ask me good, what right? I would do because I'm not going to be here to be asked, but just think, what would I do? Again, do not ask me about that. Do yeah. not ask me <laughs> what I would do. Think about it yourself. Yeah. 
but you know we're all we're all none of us get very much sleep you know and like we're all like highly caffeinated you know that's what like, like our brain chemistry is going it's like espresso brain you know um and so you know yeah i'll like mosey into the production office probably close to the end of the show around 1 a.m or something hey hey how's everybody doing you know any flyers to put out usually things are pretty much under control <clears throat> and then i might go up to the campgrounds because we do late night at the campgrounds check in with that production manager how's everything going oh yeah everything's good you know so and so showed up on time they're setting up now and you know, so-and-so's DJing, people are dancing, you know, okay, great, great, great. Then I'll drive around in my golf cart throughout the campground, I'll wave to some people. I'll, I'll check in, you know, I'll like see people walking and I'll be like, hey, how you guys doing? Are you guys going back to your camp? Do you need a ride? Like what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, it's not till like Saturday or Sunday that I start to relax. Uh, like Thursday, Friday, even Saturday during the day, I'm like, how's everybody doing? Like, is everybody having a good time? Are people, ha are people happy? Are they upset? Like, are people hurt? Like, what's going on? You know, I try to get a sense of like, and once I kind of feel like, all right, people are in their campsites, they're settled, they are happy, they're having a good time, um, then I can start to mellow out. Uh, so to answer your question, what time I go home, um, you know, I probably go back to my trailer around 3 a.m. And uh, and then I'll like, you know, check my email, look at the production schedule for the next day, try to drink some water. You're using your creative time, interestingly, within, yeah. within those three days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I'll get up in the morning. What time, what time is that? Like, what's, what's, what time waking up? It depends on what's going on. If every, it, by Sunday, I'm probably getting up at like eight or nine in the morning. Um, but like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're all getting up pretty darn early. Um, the day starts, for some departments, it probably starts around 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. Some of the days, you know. Um, and earlier in the week and the first few, few days of show, I'll keep my walkie-talkie on all night um just in case there's like a medical situation i want to be in the loop about it are you ready for the tail end of this i'm ready i've been I've, i'm i was born ready you've been you've been ready since we started i know i know phil you didn't you didn't want to come on and i and i um I, I had to i had to pay you to come on you know that's that's what that's what they don't tell you about the desert days is that you have you have to pay them to even speak, speak to them it's not family oriented at all it's not just for the love of the game if you don't None have that, that domino sailor jerry money not interested nope not going on not interested Bill, <laughs> you're the man dude thank you so much for coming on oh uh, i had a great time man yeah, I mean, you have to say that because we're recording. It, but... I'd, I'd I know I'm contractually obligated to say that, but I would love actually. No, I mean this. I would love for you to come to Desert Days, and I'd love to meet you and and dude, yeah, and let's... take you on a golf cart ride, my son. I would well, love. I, it. Yeah, I yeah, and I would be putting out fires. So it's yeah. That's I right. mean, I'm 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 valuable. No, I, what I'm I, really I, trying to say is that we need you. We need your help. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I'd, I'd love to um, get out of my contract with Domino's to do that. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on dude all right so juju is everywhere it's streaming all over the place wherever you get your music that's where it is you can find it the j mascus remix of italian toothpaste is good and let me ask you sorry last question here do you prefer the original or what are the remix that he did 
Um, I, I, um, I prefer the remix uh, of that song just because it has Jay Maskus ripping on it, um, which is such a weird thing to me because I've never met him. And, really? Yeah, and I don't think he's even a fan. Like, yeah, like I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. I'm not trying to like put words in his mouth, but um, I would just guess that he isn't. You know, that like that would make more sense to me. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> yeah, the A and R guy at the label, God love him, had some great ideas. I mean, that was his idea, and he orchestrated it. Like apparently, he knows him and was like, "Yeah, he's down." I'm like, "Okay." Like, even then, I was like, "Yeah, it's not gonna happen," you know. And then he's like, hey, we got the remix back. I'm like, yeah, I don't really believe you. And like, he sent it to me. I'm like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah, that's not him. <laughs> just, yeah. Just fun. Um, the, I actually know the backstory to that. He was actually, because I was standing, I'm good buddies with him. We were standing at Pickathon. Sure. And he was like, he actually started like the energy. Oh, and he, he was like, I that makes love sense. this guy. So yeah, it actually goes way, way back to then. And he actually reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, should I?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, absolutely." I mean, it's it's, it's he's a great guy. That's All that sounds fantastic. right. Yeah. All that sounds correct. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't like not say it didn't happen. You know, there's no proof yeah. of it did not happening. Well, it's all public domain. You can you can look it's it up. Dom Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, Domino's Wikipedia. That's right. Anyways, <laughs> That's right. Juju. State state uh, state owned Domino's Media. Of course. Yes. Juju streaming everywhere. Anybody can go. I highly recommend going. And we've got a new album coming. Uh, the pandemic album um, that we made. We made two albums uh, during 2020, and um, we're gonna start releasing songs this year. I think we we said that last year, and it didn't happen. Um, so well, we I mean hope- it this year. We mean it this year. This is the year. We mean it, but I don't know if that means it'll happen. I, you know, you can it's mean the, it all it's day old, long. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, be on the lookout for that for sure. And uh, Desert Days returning soon, ish. I mean, yeah, September 30th are... through October second. Um, we're announcing the lineup very soon. I don't know when this will uh, be published, but um, in the next, you know, few weeks here. Yeah, three three weeks. So if if it's not out by now, um, contact Pitchfork and say post it. Yeah, yeah, just contact Pitchfork about it. You're gonna have to report it. Uh, if if you don't see it in three weeks, you have to report us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, and uh, through the the Wikipedia of Domino's, you you know the avenues to go down. Dude, Phil, am I am I missing anything? By the way, uh, do we is there anything else to promote? No, we covered every single thing. I think so. Yeah. I think we did a pretty dang good job here. We did. We did. I feel um, like I accomplished something today. You sure certainly did. You, you you made my day happy. And if that's not what you meant to do here, I don't know what you did. Bill, thank you exactly. so much. Yeah. Thank you so thank much, you. brother. I, I, I appreciate you. And I'm going to talk to you in a minute. I'm going to stop recording this. Thank you again for coming on, man.